0: Welcome to episode 3 of the Toxic Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Lillian Lalo. Now, while this episode can stand alone, I think you'll enjoy episode 3 much more if you listen to episode 1 and two i I'll be here when you get back. So the theme of this week's episode is simple and also extremely important— We'll be exploring the harmful combination of diet culture and MLMs. When they mix, it isn't pretty. Both are a drain on our society. This episode, I'll share a conversation I had with my friend Molly Barr. She is a licensed mental health counselor who specializes in chronic dieting, eating disorders, and body image. She runs the popular Instagram account called Molly B Counseling, which I highly recommend. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say the term diet culture, listen to Molly's definition. The definition of diet culture to
1: me is this system of beliefs that basically promotes this idea that there are good bodies and bad bodies, that there are foods that are good and bad, healthy and unhealthy. There's a lot of black and white thinking. And what that does is it sort of like elevates certain foods and ways of eating and kind of like demoralizes others. And it kind of makes us feel like if we're eating those foods or looking a certain way that we've feel like we're almost morally superior and that we need to do whatever it takes to look the part to lose weight to eat this healthy quote-unquote healthy way of eating so that we don't look like you know the other side of things we're raised to believe that this is something that we should be working towards and it keeps us feeling like we're never going to be good enough
0: molly's instagram account has been extremely influential in my life Before finding her teachings, I always felt low key guilty about my diet and exercise. I always felt like I wasn't doing enough or not doing something right. I constantly felt bad about my weight and appearance. When I was about 16 years old, I started a journey to pursue my petite 15 year old body. And that battle stayed with me for over 10 years. I never was diagnosed with an eating disorder, but knowing what I know now about the harmful effects of diet culture, I had an extremely disordered relationship with food and movement. I counted every calorie I ate and every step I took. I was vigilant. The more intense my calories in, calories out regimen became, the more weight I gained and the more miserable I felt. After finding Molly's account and other anti-diet culture resources, like the book The f it Diet, My life has truly changed for the better. I've deleted fitness apps on my phone. I don't own a scale. I have no idea what I weigh. I've tossed out my fitness tracker and never look at my daily steps or calories burned on my watch. I freed myself from diet culture and boy, does it feel amazing. So what does my relationship with food and exercise and body image have to do with MLMs? Because drawing from my personal relationship with food, exercise, and the pursuit of health, I can tell you that the combination of weight loss and MLMs is especially harmful and toxic to our society. Adding the two together is like putting an Alka-Seltzer tab in a bottle of Coke. It creates a huge explosive mess. So here's the first crazy connection between the success rates of diets and MLMs. If
1: you want to waste your time, money, energy, brain space on something, then the best thing to do is to start dieting and join an MLM. Because if you're looking at the statistics, they're very similar. So up to 97% are going to regain the weight and 99.6% will lose money in an MLM. I did not know that about diets up to 97%. And it's probably more like 99%. Maybe I should say that within two to five years, up to 97% will regain the weight and up to two thirds will regain more than they lost. There's no diet proven to work long-term and there is no MLM proven to work long-term.
0: When I was in the trenches of following ridiculous restrictive diets by the book, I would have heard what Molly just said about the fail rate and assumed that those stats didn't apply to me. Well, those people who failed just didn't try hard enough. I was morally superior. But it doesn't work like that. Human bodies are wired to resist any form of restriction, which has nothing to do with your moral compass. It's not that they didn't try
1: hard enough. That's part of diet culture, making us think it's our fault, that they gaslight us to make us think, oh, we must be the problem. Our bodies, our minds are wired for survival. And our bodies don't know that we're going through a self-imposed famine. They think we're going through an actual famine. And so they're going to do whatever it takes to eat. And especially when we give ourselves permission to eat, they're going to eat as much as possible because they need to store up for the next famine. I've been there. I spent decades of my life pursuing thinness and what I thought was health. I understand that hearing this information is really hard. It was really hard for me too. And I don't want anybody else wasting or what will feel like a waste of time, money, energy, and and brain space when they look back on that. Because that pursuit of thinness just took over my whole life. And I'm so glad I figured it out now so I can still live the rest of my life without this obsession. And I want other people to have that freedom too.
0: Think about moments you've been most drawn to the idea of joining an MLM or starting a weight loss plan. When there's a period of transition in our lives
1: that draws people to MLMs and diets. And that's, you know, when there's um, a wedding or a divorce or a death, or we have kids or there's a pandemic, like any kind of big transition, we're really at risk of being drawn to these cults. But I think they also offer this sense that they have the answers and that if we could just follow what our leaders did, we're going to reach the same success and that it's going to change our life for the better.
0: Sometimes big transitions in our lives can be the birth of a child, and sadly, MLM victims use the birth of a child as a recruitment tactic. It's actually pretty easy to find stories about women being approached by a weight loss MLM asking if she's ready to drop the baby weight and quote, get her body back as if it ever left when I was in diet culture and didn't know
1: it existed, I think I would have really entertained those conversations. Like that's a really normal thing to talk about. Like, yeah, let's talk about how can I tone up and lose this weight. And now being on the other side of things, I'm just horrified by what people are willing to do. This is, it speaks to our cultural obsession to look
0: like our bodies have never had children and it's so harmful. And on that note about getting your body back i see many weight loss and health mlms encouraging their members to post before and after pictures it's best to take your photo wearing workout clothes or swimwear please don't pose in your underwear the thing to remember is consistency is key so use the same poses and the same background and sometimes these are fake and take it on the same day but that's neither here nor there I want to talk about the concept of before and after pictures in the practice of posting images of our bodies on social media. The Instagram account, beauty underscore redefined, so beauty redefined, has some excellent points about the concept of before and after pictures. I really encourage you to follow that account. It is wonderful. One of my favorite posts on Beauty Redefined is a meme that reads. You don't have to post photos of your body to prove body confidence. You owe the internet nothing. And I love that so much. That post caption reads in part, quote, If you feel like you're not hashtag empowered or hashtag body positive or confident enough, if you don't take pics of your body and share them online, We want to lift that pressure off your shoulders. Your body is an instrument for your use and experience, not an ornament to be admired. The image focused nature of social media can confuse us about what it means to have confidence in our bodies and ourselves. We can avoid that self objectifying, self conscious way of living by getting the focus off of how our bodies look and onto how we feel. We mute slash unfollow anything even from loved ones, that is super body-focused, makes a huge difference in our self-esteem and will for you. You are more than a body. Believe it. Unquote. And again, that was a paraphrased version of their caption. Now, I could not agree with that advice more. All of us, men and women, can benefit from that advice. And here's what Molly has to say about before and after pictures. It's so harmful because no matter
1: what the caption says, you see the picture and the picture is worth a thousand words or whatever the phrase is. That that picture is basically saying this is bad and wrong and this is good and to be desired.
0: I sent Molly a picture of someone posting a before and after image of their body while pitching an MLM product. If you search the hashtag before and after on Instagram, the post are almost always touting an MLM product or selling something or at best looking for likes and comments and validation from internet strangers. Here's Molly's comment on that before and after picture I found where the girl was selling a weight loss MLM product.
1: This person was talking about, okay, it's not really about what I looked like before. It was that, that my older self was just so negative And she thought so negatively about her body. And then in the next paragraph, she's talking about, I never want to go back to that girl. And so she's like already like thinking very negatively about that person, even though they say that it's not about the weight, it's almost always about that weight. It's just, it's still perpetuating that fat phobia
0: and the weight stigma, not helping anybody. They're, they're posting these pictures under this veil of, you know, being inspirational or, oh my gosh, like I feel so much better now. But it's only hurting everyone that sees it, right?
1: Absolutely. And it's just not telling the full story. As someone who used to post those, you know, you find that one picture of that one year <laughs> at that one angle and that one uh, lighting and all that stuff. And it just is in your mind and in our culture's beliefs that, like, that looks so um, unattractive, quote unquote. And then you put it next to this one snapshot of yourself where you probably took, you know, 150 pictures and then you decided which one looked the quote unquote best. And so you, it's, it's all, it's fake. There's just so much fabrication. I noticed that numbers weren't adding up. You'd see someone had 16,000 followers and they'd have maybe a hundred likes on their pictures. Like I known coaches who have admitted to me, they thought followers. They didn't use that language, but they're inflating their numbers to give them credibility and to inflate their image. And it's just, it's all smoke and mirrors. There's so much false information. As a therapist, I would never break confidentiality. I can say that I get to hear a really different side of the story. And so I can, you can look at someone's Instagram account. I hear a very different story of what's going on behind that phone. It can look a certain way and they're really good at promoting or like looking like they're happy. They have the happiest relationship and the best house and and what have you. And yet it's a very different story in the background.
0: So if you're ready to get diet culture out of your life, Molly recommends doing a diet culture cleanse. Start
1: to get curious and pay attention. So notice who you're following. Notice what they post. Maybe some things to look for would be who is posting about like the food they eat in a way of, oh, this is how I, everybody should eat or this is how everyone should look. Are they posting their weight? Is their weight listed in their bio before and after pictures? Like there's a lot of things to look for to pay attention to if, if I'm consuming a lot of diet culture stuff.
0: And Molly also recommends doing your own study on the topic of diet culture. She also likes the Eff It Diet book by Caroline Dooner. I recommend reading books like Intuitive
1: Eating and Health at Every Size. But I also really love podcasts. And so there's really great podcasts by um, ones called Dietitians Unplugged, Love Food, Food Psych, um, Don't Salt My Game. There's so many. I could go on and on.
0: And follow Molly's Instagram at Molly B. Counseling. It's listed in the show notes too. Her heart is in the right place. And this is why she is so passionate about spreading anti-diet culture messages. It's a passion because I see how
1: much it takes from people, how much like time and money and energy and brain space and self-esteem and power. And I want people to feel like, they can reclaim their lives, that there's another way to live, that we don't have to be obsessed with our bodies and fixated on the food that we eat. It fuels my passion to keep sharing this information in the hopes that it might reach the people who want to hear it. Because I always think like it would have taken just one person in my entire life just to say that diets don't work and that losing weight doesn't improve your body image. And it's not going to make you suddenly feel like you're happy and successful and that there's like rainbows and sunshine everywhere. So if I can just be that one person to somebody, it helps me put this message out there.
0: Toxic Positivity was written, produced, and edited by me, Lillian Lalo. Original music by Grace Tillman. Sound mastering and publishing by Resonate Recordings. Truly empower the people you love by sharing this podcast and the resources listed in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. The more positive engagement this podcast receives, the more likely it is to be used as a resource for someone that needs to hear this information. Send me an email at toxicpositivitypodcast at gmail.com and your questions may be used on the show. Remember, you're not alone. You have not failed. Let's expose the truth and make a difference.